Hey, good morning. How's everyone? Good. This is the fourth week of a series we've called Functional Faith. And uh, we very much have taken the big idea from the world of fitness, where the world of fitness these days is moving away from the beach body uh, gym kind of workouts into more of the, how is what I'm doing in the gym gonna affect me out in the real world. My gym's done the same thing. They're moving out some of the, uh, some of the equipment that you used to use in front of the mirror, look good in the gym, and they're moving in medicine balls and uh, Swiss balls and TRX suspension strap systems and uh, I don't know, there's all this other stuff. It's cool. Functional fitness. Is what I'm doing here gonna be able to be applied when I leave this place? Same here, is what I'm learning, is what I'm listening to, is what, I'm, is what God's saying to me, can I apply it and am I willing to apply it? And I gotta tell you, this is week four, I've had the most amount of feedback from people, from our people over these last few weeks about how they've been applying what they've been learning and some of what God's been doing as a consequence of that. And I, and I reply in almost every instance that that is the number one greatest compliment, greatest bit of feedback, greatest encouragement to me as a church leader when you tell me that you're doing what you're learning, you're putting it into practice and it's functioning in your world, the best thing. So this is the fourth week. Today's message is very much part two of last week's message. So now that the Olympics are over, you can get back to listening to podcasts, and uh, you can listen to last week's message where I talked about the idea that we have to face the facts in life. Faith isn't about denial. Faith is about acknowledging the facts, but, but not letting the acknowledgement of the facts lead us from denial to despair, but in the process that we stand in the middle filled with hope that God's actually gonna do what He promised He's gonna do. This is part two of that series. I'm gonna be talking about seeds today. It's an agricultural message. I'm aware, however, that many of you are under the mistaken impression that food grows on supermarket shelves. And, and it doesn't, okay? Breaking news. But if I didn't explain where food comes from, some of what I'm about to preach will be lost. So here's a quick um, agricultural mess, uh, uh, lesson for you, all right? So when you wanna grow food, you have to start with the preparation phase. You have to grab a shovel. You have to break up the ground. Preparation phase. You cannot skip the preparation phase because the soil preparation will ultimately determine the harvest you reap. So preparation phase. Grab a shovel, start preparing the ground. Now, once the ground's prepared, you move into the scattering stage where you take the seed, whatever it is that you're wanting to grow, and you start to sow that. You start to scatter that. Cool, second stage done. Then you sit back in what's called the sprouting stage, that over a period of time, the seeds that you've scattered into the ground that you've prepared start to form into the plants that you hope to ultimately harvest. And then finally, if everything's gone according to schedule, you get to take the sickle, this is a sickle, a sickle, it's the biggest sickle I could find in the metro area <laughs> in a first world country. 
and you get to harvest what it is that you've sown. And the reason it's important to understand the stages and understand them in the order that they're meant to work is that we live in a society that wants to use the sickle without using the shovel. We wanna buy it before we can afford it. We wanna sleep with it before we put a ring on it. And the way God set things up is that you are foolish if you go into the field with your sickle if you've never previously gone into the field with your shovel. Because things work in stages. Now, if you have your Elevate app, you can pop the Bible section open. It's gonna take you to a story that Mark recorded of Jesus teaching about the Kingdom of God. What Jesus often had to do and often took the time to do is explain how the Kingdom of God works. Because the thing about the Kingdom of God is it doesn't work like your workplace works. The Kingdom of God doesn't work like your family of origin works. The Kingdom of God doesn't work like, like your failed marriage didn't work. The Kingdom of God works differently. And so Jesus, time and time again, would stop and pause in front of a group of people and He would, would explain to them, guys, no matter what you've thought previously, no matter how far off base you, you are, I wanna clarify for you, this is how the Kingdom of God works. And it messed with people's heads because people had preconceived notions of how the Kingdom of God works. And often what Jesus would explain would be completely countercultural to what they were used to. So, 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 so here we are today and it's just as real, living in a society that wants to harvest before sowing. So this is Jesus telling the story. God's kingdom's like a seed thrown on a field by a man who then goes to bed and forgets about it. The seed sprouts and grows and he has no idea how it happens. The earth does, all it, does it all without his help. First a green stem of grass, then a bud, then the ripened grain. When the har- a grain is fully formed, he reaps, it's harvest time. Now, <laughs> I've never been uh, pregnant, uh, at least not yet. Um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger seems to suggest it's possible for a man. But uh, people who are pregnant or people that have been pregnant uh, will tell you that some things just take time. And they'll also tell you that some things, you want them to take time. You want, in almost every case, your baby to go full term. You're not praying that that thing comes out after four months, that, that some things... It's a good thing if they take time. But we live in a culture that loves microwaves, high-speed internet, and drive-through windows. And Jesus comes along and He reminds us or informs us that the pathway to your potential is not through the drive-through window that some things just take time and that some things are worth 
taking the time. So he talks about the scattering stage. God's kingdom is like a seed thrown on a field by a man who then goes to bed and forgets about it. He talks about the sprouting stage. The seed sprouts and grows. He has no idea how it happens. The earth does it all without his help. First a green stem of grass, then a bud, then the ripened grain. Then, then, then Jesus talked about the harvest stage. Finally, the final stage, when the grain is fully formed, he reaps its harvest time. So, Interestingly, after the scattering stage, seed thrown on a field by a man who then goes to bed and forgets about it. The very next thing, this, this, this beginning of the sprouting stage, Jesus makes the point that the, the farmer has no idea how the seed sprouts and grows. And the reason this is important to understand is that too many people don't take steps of faith don't obey God when He's asked them to do certain things because they don't understand how. And they want proof or evidence first before they'll do any scattering. But, but Jesus said it doesn't work that way. You've got a scatter, scattering in and of itself is taking a step of faith. People that won't give their first 10% without a guarantee that the remaining 90% will get them through to the next pay packet. People that won't apply for a better job in case they get rejected. So they get stuck in a dead end job and, and, and end up retiring uh, and having lived miserable jobs for, for decades because they haven't understood how. They won't invite somebody to their church because they're afraid that person might say no, but the thing is that scattering is an act of faith and after we scatter, we just have to trust that what we've scattered will start to form even if we don't know how. And we do this all the time. Many of you, like me, over the last two weeks have plonked on your couch, have uh, picked up your remote control and you've pushed a button and sporting events that are taking place halfway around the world in Rio de Janeiro magically appear on a, on, a, on a rectangular electronic device before your very eyes. And you and I don't know how that happens, but, but that's the point. We don't have to know how it happens before we push the on button. We, pushing the on button is taking a step of faith without fully understanding. These message slides that, that magically appear on the screens, um, I save them on my computer. Well, actually I don't, I save them to the cloud, whatever that is, um, by 5 p.m. Thursday. And, and then I turn up at 8.30 Sunday and, and they're magically here on the screens. It's like, what sorcery is this? So, so, so uh, you know, I can start to unpack it a little bit. I mean, I save it to Dropbox and, and we, we sync my Dropbox account from my, 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 my uh, uh, what, what, a MacBook to, to, to the account that's logged in on this iMac and, and then it pops up there via the cloud and then from there it goes through a, a, trip, a Matrox triple head-to-go routing unit um, 
Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Don't worry, relax, Jared, I got this. Uh, it goes through a matrix, triple heads to go, routing unit that then, that then sends this. See, Pete knows all this too, and he's, he's listening. He's, oh, I wonder, yeah, okay, let's listen up, good all. I got this one. Uh, goes from there, up through some Cat 5, seem to be Cat 6 cables that go through the roof. Can't even see them, yet we trust that they're there. Um, and, and they send, and they go up to a couple of HDMI splitters up there, which again, can't see, trust that they're doing their job, that then split the, the, the thing, which allows us to put the same uh, uh, slides on the screens on the side, but a different one in the middle. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, no, but, but, no, but you see, now, now, you might think that I've just explained how it happens. No, I didn't. Because, well, see, how does an image on a screen in Victoria Park appear here. It, 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 I didn't post it there in, in its physical form. It got converted into, into I's and O's. Ones and zeros. And then that got sent. That doesn't look like ones and zeros, but it is, well, at least it was. In it. See, we take steps of faith all the time Every single day. You don't have to understand everything about a combustion engine to drive your car. You don't have to have a degree in electrical engineering to turn on a light switch in your house. You don't have to know all of the ways God's working to trust that He is working. About uh, seven years ago, Louie and I were living in Melbourne and uh, we thought we were gonna stay there. We love Melbourne. Uh, we love Perth, we love Melbourne. We love Rome, we love London, we love LA, we love lots of places uh, in the world. We wanna live where God's called us to live. That's the, that's the critical thing. And, and we thought actually at the time that it was Melbourne, that God had called us there and, and, and it looked like some opportunities were opening up. I was going to... Uh, several uh, interviews with some key churches there that were looking for new leaders and... And, um, and I was at home on one particular day. Louis was, was at her uh, job there. And I felt God say to me, uh, you guys need to go back to Perth. And what'll happen is if you go back to Perth, I'll set you up with a church and you'll lead that church and, 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 and almost certainly that'll be the church you'll lead for life. And I had no idea how any of that was gonna happen. I mean, get on a plane, come to Perth. That bit I understood. But I didn't have any churches that were, were uh, sending me their um, position descriptions. I hadn't uh, sent my CV out to any churches in Perth. The call from God was go back to Perth without any explanation of how things were gonna work. And for what it's worth, the only thing Louis and I can essentially take credit for in that whole process was just that we obeyed. And then in stages, things became clear. The scattering stage takes faith 
knowing that somehow, some way, God works all things together for good for those that love Him and are called according to His purpose, though we don't always know how. Okay, so the scattering stage is followed by the sprouting stage. First a green stem of grass, then a bud, then ripened grain. As a church leader, as a preacher, this is one of the most challenging things that I have to contend with. Preaching about waiting. Having conversations about not giving up hope. Letting people know and, 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 and giving them some assurance that the seed is on schedule. It's incredibly difficult in my role because suddenly is sexy. We love suddenly. I exceeded my boss's expectations on one project and the next day I got a promotion. Suddenly is sexy. I decided to make some healthy lifestyle choices starting Monday and I'd lost five kilos by Wednesday. We love that. Suddenly is sexy. Suddenly is also not how much of life works. And in fact, when you start to think about it, suddenly is often used in a context that you don't want to be using it in that context. I don't know how I crashed into the back of them. Suddenly they braked. Jesus wants us to know with this story explaining how the kingdom of God works that some things just take time. And, and my prayer coming here this morning and teaching this message, my, my prayer is it's actually an encouragement to, to some of you who have potentially considered giving up hope that you're waiting, that you've had a glimpse of God's promise, but it hasn't fully realized its potential yet. And, and, and you're considering whether God's either tricked you or whether he's quit on you. And, and my prayer today is that you understand that the seed is on schedule. Because the fascinating thing about this, the, the farmer didn't know how the seed sprouts and grows, and that didn't prevent him from scattering in the first place. But, but then Jesus said, in the kingdom of God, the, the, the earth does it all without his help. There's a, there's a natural progression to things and that we need to trust that the seed is on schedule. Modern technology has simplified one aspect of Louise and my marriage. We uh, have our personal calendars synced in the cloud. And, uh, and so whenever I put in a meeting that I'm having or an appointment or something that I have to, to, to get involved in, uh, it'll show up on Louis' calendar alongside hers. And then whenever she's got something coming up, it'll show up on my calendar alongside mine. And so we don't have to have those arguments of yesteryear around such things as, well, you never told me that you were going to that. Well, you never told me we had to be there at that time. We 
have simply synchronized our schedules. And life is B-L-I-S-S, bliss. The, the challenge to making our faith functional is to switch over from trying to get God to match our schedule and instead synchronize our faith with His schedule and trust that even though we don't always know how, that God does it even with our help. And this stage, it's not just challenging because suddenly is sexy. It's, it's challenging because it's, you can't even see if it's working half the time. I mean, when you pick up your shovel and you get digging, or as Louis' Italian grandmother mistakenly calls it, dipping, if you get dipping, you, you can see the, the, you can see the return on your, on your labour. When you start scattering, you can see the seeds going into the ground. When you're harvesting, you, you, can, you can see, and, and we can actually do something. If you like to be useful, these are things, but, but, but there's this sprouting stage where actually we don't have to do anything. That's a problem for some people who are activistic, uh, guilty. Plus, particularly in the early part of the sprouting stage, we don't even know if this is gonna happen. We don't even know if this is gonna come up. And, 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 and a lot of dreams die in the sprouting stage. People that have give up hope that it's ever gonna be harvest time. A lot of people quit trying to get debt free in the sprouting stage because it, 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 it's taking too long. Um, a lot of marriages die in the sprouting stage. Louie and I, we dated for a year and then we were engaged for a year and then, and then we got married. So in the two years prior to us getting married, we did not argue once. And so I thought, this relationship stuff's a breeze. I mean, phew. And then we got married. And for the next five years, we didn't stop arguing once. It was a nightmare. More for Louis, because I was a jerk a lot of the time. She was having well-meaning family and friends tell her, you need to leave this guy. He's not worth it. He's not worth the pain. He, he doesn't deserve you. You need to clear out. And uh, thankfully, um, Louis' mum in particular was one person who didn't give that advice and, and, and said to Louis, you need to stay. You need to work stuff out. Exiting isn't an option. We spent five years in the sprouting stage. 
And uh, thankfully, we're able to grow beyond that. And whilst we're not problem-free in our marriage, had we quit in the sprouting stage, we wouldn't even have a marriage now. Final word, and for the second consecutive week, I'm on, I'm on schedule. Not only is the seed on schedule, the preacher's on schedule, both of which are miracles that people pray for all the time, but don't always get delivered. I prayed, oh no, okay, stay on schedule. Um, <laughs> Have a look at this second line, this second physical line. Kingdom of God's kingdom's like a seed thrown on a field by man. Look what, look what Jesus said next after he scattered. This should be like the best news some of you have heard all week. He just went to bed. <laughs> he just went to bed. Now, he didn't, he, he scattered before he went to bed. Like, you can't just go to bed and expect harvest time. You've got to do some work. But after you've done the work, go to bed. If you're, currently, if your full-time job is looking for a full-time job, then after you've sent out as many CVs as SEEK will legally allow you to send out in one week, go to bed. Stop stressing. Stop worrying. Trust that the seed is on schedule, that you have scattered, that you have taken steps of faith, and now it's not your problem to deal with. And you wake up Monday morning and you might need to scatter a few more CVs around, but once you've done as many CV applications in that week, go to bed. Once you've paid off as much debt as you possibly can in, in one given month, even though you may not yet be debt-free, you've still got a ways to go, Go to bed. Stop worrying. Trust that the seed is on schedule. After you've made great health choices, even though the doctor's saying that the issue is still there, go to bed. Stop worrying. Get up the next day and make some more good choices. Last thing I wanna do right now is to give you an opportunity to, to follow Jesus. If you wanna talk about making great life choices, I'll go on record as saying this is the greatest life choice you could ever make. And uh, many of you have made this choice. You've said yes to following Jesus. If you haven't, we're gonna give you that opportunity right now. In a moment, all I want you to do for those of you that need to make this decision to say, yeah, I, I wanna follow Jesus is I'm just gonna ask you to put your hand up, really. And you're not putting your hand up to me, you're putting your hand up to God and saying, yeah, I wanna, I wanna follow Jesus today. And then I'll see how you can put it down, we'll quickly pray. So just as I'm looking around our auditorium, for those of you that have not yet said yes to following Jesus, here's your opportunity to make that decision. So just put your hand up and say, yeah, that's me today. And when I see your hand, you can put it down. And then we're gonna pray.